Hi, welcome to Bring Your Own, a catch-all, bookish, most-of-the-time podcast. My name is Brandy. I'm Kendra. And I'm Kayla. And today... You always we... take so long to say your name. Do I? I yeah, edit out the pause every time. <laughs> I thought it was on purpose. My bad. No, it's oh. it, like it's funny now. I think it's like a gag. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, today we are talking unpopular bookish opinions coming in hot. Um, but before we do, what are you guys reading? What are you drinking? Brandy, why don't you go first this time? Oh my god, yeah, I never get to go first. Okay, um, okay. So I am drinking a lemon Lacroix, as I always am. I love a seltzer. Um, and reading right now, I am listening to the audio arc of Coach by Daphne Perry. Um, Jealous. Yeah, it's Teddy Hamilton and Ava Erickson narrating, mm. having a lot of fun so far. It's a single dad. Um, and by the time that this podcast goes live, the book will be out. So I'm enjoying it so far. I'm only like 15% in. But having a good time with that. I just finished Cemetery Boys last night by Aiden Thomas, and it was so good I loved the audio of that one as well and I am reading Angels physically I'm reading Angels Before Man which I again I'm like only I have had barely any time to eyeball read lately so I've just started that one but it's like a retelling of Lucifer falling from grace so I'm really excited about that one oh my god Cress yeah Cress and King Coded yeah Cress yeah (laughs) (laughs) no yeah I'm reading that one because Gracie highly recommended it so I'm excited about that one. Wait, who's that one by? Because I haven't heard of that one. It is by Rafael Nicolas. Nicolas, probably. There's an accent on the A in Nicolas. So I believe that's how it's pronounced. But Rafael Nicolas. It's this cover. I think you would recognize the cover, probably. I haven't. I haven't seen that before. I don't think. It's a really good cover. No. I've only seen Gracie talk about it, but she was raving about it. Oh, Oh, my God. It only has 820 Goodreads reviews so wow yeah i thought it was like big oh my god yeah no it came out at the end of last year i I wonder how gracie found this now i'm so curious um but yeah i'll report back kayla what about you kayla um i am i don't have a fun drink tonight so i have good old water today (laughs) um i'm sorry i apologize i was not prepared (laughs) i i could go make myself something but but my bartender, aka Jared, is not here to make me anything. So, what good is a I'm husband for? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I could make it, but like, why would I make it myself? You know? <laughs> anyway. Um, and I'm not physically reading anything right now. I just finished a couple days ago Jane and Edward by Melody Edwards, which Kendra and I both really love. It it's a Jane funny. Eyre retelling. And I never read Jane Eyre. But I still really liked the book. Um, and I'm listening to uh, Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year by Rochelle Billow, I think is how you say your name. Um, it's interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Unfortunately for me, I actually very much dislike the female main character. But I really like the male main character. Mm. Um, the narrator is great. She's fantastic. Casper told you to shut the fuck up. Uh, Casper said, I Casper. love that female main character. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, actually, I love Ruby. 
Um, she just does a couple of things that really annoy me. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, How far into it are you? I'm gonna. I'm about sixty percent. Oh damn. Okay. So I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish it at this point. Like I said, because I actually do really like. I actually do really like the male main character, but um, yeah, we'll see. And there's, I mean, and he's he's a Scot, so um, he's got a great accent. But that's really that's it. It's interesting. That's fine. is it dual POV? It is not. See, I gotta be in this girl's head all the time. <laughs> The cover of Ruby Dixon is really cute. It's not Ruby Dixon. Ruby Dixon is Ice Planet. Bro, I did that earlier when I was talking to her. I was like, oh, like Ruby. What is her name? Ruby Spencer. Ruby Spencer. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) (laughs) No, fair, 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 fair. How many people do you know named Ruby? Exactly. I went to high school with one. Oh, fun. So we know... Four now, a fictional character. Yeah. Three people who are real. Um, yeah. Ruby Spencer, the cover is really cute. Ruby I think. Spencer. It is, a, it is a good cover. It's cute. <laughs> I told Kayla to DNF it, but she's going to thug it out and finish it. Did you pay and... for it? No, I'm, I'm listening to it on Libby. Okay. So I got it through the library. You have to like twist my arm for me to DNF a, an audiobook that I've paid for. It. Oh, it yeah. Like, oh. For me to DNF. If I if I use an audible credit, I'm finishing. Yeah, and you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I DNF'd uh, the Bergman Brothers series, and I bought them all on audio. <gasps> mm-hmm. I got I forgot about that. I got through the first two. Didn't like the first one. The second one I thought was like, it was good. Like not my favorite thing, but it was good. The third one I could not get through it. I thought the characters were like so insufferable. I know a lot of people love that series. I tried so hard, and I would be interested to read like the next two books in those in the series because I I own them but like the motivation is just not there but anyways i am drinking they're like kendra you drunk i am drinking <laughs> moscato for the second week in a row it is friday it is after 5 p.m it's been a very fun week in my world but i wanted a drink and what am i reading i just finished a book last night called wrong mr right by stephanie archer which is the second oh. book in her, um yeah queen's quote queen's cove series the first one uh that kind of guy i really had like fun with i thought it was like silly goofy in a good way this one was like it was funny i think stephanie archer is like she must be like into comedy i feel her Um, reels are really funny i follow her on instagram and she's always making like funny little reels so like she she has really good jokes that like land um but i don't know this one and i just like did not click at all and I really wanted to click with it because the cover is just like so so cute yeah yeah and like I think the setup for it was like good I just like I don't know I didn't really vibe with like the male main character in it the girl I tolerate it actually really well Uh, but I am gonna continue on with the series I'm excited for books three and four so I finished that last night and then I started listening to Life's Too Short by Abby Jimenez which is book three in her um what's the what's the series called the friend zone series. I think series. it's the friend zone yeah. series, yeah. I DNF'd the friend zone. <laughs> I hated that book. I got like 80 pages in and I was like, this is awful. Um, <laughs> and then book two, I was like, okay, like this is, it It was better. Like her writing got a lot better. I still didn't like vibe with it 100%. But this one, I'm 20% into it. It's narrated by Zachary Weber and some girl who like, I'm, I don't even know her name. Um, but she's so good. I'm like obsessed with her. She's a new narrator to me. And I'm like, loving the story so much right now i'm excited to see like where things go like i'm already like they're not even like a 
couple in the book. Like they're just friends right now, and they or they just became friends. And I've like ate up every single scene that they have had together so far. Um, yeah. What I, are the tropes in that book? Because I don't actually know. Um, I don't know. I it follows a girl who's a popular YouTuber. She's like a travel vlogger. Um, but she just became the guardian of her sister who struggles with addiction. Her sister just had a kid, like a newborn. So she, the sister like dropped the kid off. So she's like has a uh, temporary guardianship. And she lives next door to this guy whose name I'm forgetting now, the guy that Zach Weber is voicing, who's like this hotshot lawyer, criminal defense attorney. And uh, he like hears the baby crying at night and is like, I like need to help you because like I have to sleep. And so they strike up a friendship, but then you learn that the girl might have the gene for ALS. So she and everyone in her family who has had ALS has died at 30. So she's 28. So she's like, I only probably have like two years left to live. So she's trying to like live life to the fullest. Um, mm. And I really like her. Like I'm, I, oh. I vibe with her a lot. And in part of your world, there's a mention of this like popular YouTuber who is at this charity oh. gala and they're like, Oh, like she yeah. donates money to the ALS foundation. So I'm assuming that is mm-hmm. the girl. Um, so nice I love connection. Yeah. And you know, Daniel and part of your world is actually cousins with Josh from the friend zone who is connects all these people. So Abby Jimenez's universe oh. is actually like pretty broad. Um, mm-hmm. And then once I finished cool. this, I would have finished her backlist just in time for yours truly to come out, which might be out by the time this episode comes out so i can't believe how close it is yeah read that in october so and it's already mm-hmm. here. we were like oh this book is gonna take forever for this book to get here and now yeah. we're like oh my god so I, can't, I can't wait for that audiobook i'm like chomping at the bit all right <laughs> should we talk about our unpopular bookish opinions let's okay let's do it we left this really broad when we were like discussing the episode, but none of us like picked a book. None of us were like, my unpopular opinion is that I fucking hate this book. Um, it was all like bookish, like ideas, mm-hmm. like things surrounding, yeah. like discourse surrounding. I mean, not even discourse is the wrong word, maybe, but but yeah. So who wants to go first? I want to say, I feel like I see this like on TikTok all the time. Like at least once every two weeks, there's like this really viral book talk video of like things in books I can't stand or things about the book community that I can't stand. Book talk X. Yeah. And I, some of them are really good and I like agree with all of them. And some of them I get like my feelings hurt when I see (laughs) that, that there is something that I like thoroughly enjoy. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Who wants to go first? Oh, I'll just go ahead. Yay. I'll come in strong. Um, Well, actually, I guess I don't know if this is a strong, I, I think a lot of people, think this about themselves or what they they want they hate this particular trope but I think deep down if you really look if you really look <laughs> in yourself I think I think you will see the truth which is that you actually don't hate this trope so I think recently I've come to accept the fact that I actually think I like love triangles thank you Kendra for that appropriate reaction you're welcome if I think back to my high school days, right? When I was reading things like Twilight, like Hunger Games, right? I was eating that up, by the way. You were in high school when Hunger Games and Twilight came out? I was in high school when Hunger Games came out. I was reading Twilight in eighth grade. 
I was in middle school when Mockingjay came out. Yeah, so Kayla's a year ahead of me. 2008 is when the first, yeah, 2008 is when the first Twilight movie came out. I was in Everybody's going to know we're old as fuck. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That audio. Yeah. And I was 36 years old. Damn. Damn. Um, I was definitely yeah. in elementary school. Uh, keep going. Oh, cool. And I think the I think it was just an, like I saw a tweet the other day that said that the Hunger Games came out. What is it like 12 years ago today? Like a couple days ago or something. This is this is a towards the end of March that I'm speak, saying this. So, yeah, that was when that was 2011. And I was in 10th grade. So. Yeah. That was the movie, though. Um, that was the movie. Though. Yeah, that was the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. That was okay, the movie. Okay. Right. And I read all the books before the movie came out. Same. So back to the love triangle point. I was, unfortunately for me at the time, I I was team Jacob in Twilight. That. Since I've gotten Kayla. older. <laughs> listen to me. Friendship Since I've gotten over. older. Do we want that in here? <laughs> <laughs> Since I've gotten older, I have changed my mind because I recently watched the movies as an adult, like, a couple years ago. And I was like, what was I thinking? You know? Anyway. Um, but I was always Teen PETA in the Hunger Games. Like, there was never never a mistake about Kendra, that. Kendra, do you have so- anything you want to add about the love triangle <laughs> in the Hunger Games? Yeah. Listen. Do you want to tell the people what you've told us? Um, Go ahead. If you have been following my TikTok since the beginning back in 2021 i almost got bullied (laughs) off of that app because i posted a video that was like i was never team Peter. like i didn't i never vibed with him i was always team gail but i never read book three when i tell you my the a the video got reported and taken down (laughs) (laughs) i had to like make a response video being like i didn't know that gail did that in book three like i'm so sorry like you can find the videos it's still up like i didn't know i didn't read book three Listen, How did you go that long not knowing, though? Like, that's a long time to not know that, I feel I, like. You know what it was? I I think I, like, heard had a friend or saw something, that, and someone was like, book three was just, like, super depressing. And at the end, spoilers for the Hunger Games series, like, someone told me that she was just, like, super unhappy. Like, her sister had died, and she was just mm-hmm, unhappy. So yeah. I was like, well, I don't want to read that. And um, so then I, just, I never watched the last two movies, and then I just never read the last book. Catching Fire though was my favorite. Was my favorite. Yeah, uh, I think too, it's everybody's yeah. favorite. It's it's universally yeah. the best one. But, I just thought. But Gail, look, listen, I love friends to lovers, and I think in another universe, her and Gail, like he, they love they. Yeah, I for sure. In a universe again. where he didn't bomb her sister, yeah, they probably could have been happy together. Oh my god! Yeah. Look, rise for the flag. <laughs> <laughs> I said every time I see a Gail slander video, I send it to Kendra, and she goes, "Well, he's fucking hot. What do you want me to he's, do?" <laughs> he's hot, and you know what? Even you know what's even worse is that like, yeah, I can't even like boast about Liam Hemsworth anymore. Ever since everything that happened with like Miley Cyrus, because like he's been getting like shredded. So like a few years ago, when him and Miley were together and everyone was hyping them up, I could be like, "Yeah, Gail, like look at him, he's so hot." Okay, like people would give me that. Now it's like, no, Kendra, like you're stupid you're, you're like yeah. yeah i always just thought Peter was a little i'm gonna keep that to myself i don't want to get bullied they're gonna report <laughs> this. <laughs> keep going Kayla, know, sorry. Yeah, I think it, well i won't we could talk a lot about that but i won't get more into that but anyway as i was saying i can trace it back to those days mm-hmm. okay because if i like go back and think about it i was like obsessed with those right everybody was obsessed with those even if you're like, oh my gosh, I need this love triangle to end. Did you though? 
Did you really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think the series that for me today really made me be solidified in this opinion is the Magnolia Parks universe. Yeah. And listen, there is the the thing with this series is like, is there a love triangle? Like, because obviously, I, I don't, I I'm not gonna get too much into the the plot of this book because I don't want to spoil anything. You can make an argument that it's. I don't even know what you would call it. It's a it's love. It's more than a love triangle. Octagon. It's like a love. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's yeah. a lot of different dynamics. It's very messy, right? There's a lot of things happening, but I loved it. And I remember when I first started the the first book, right? I was like, there are so many tropes in this book that I hate, but I love that series. And I think that's when I was like, you know what? I actually really like love triangles and I can give you a couple examples, right? So Legendborn has a bit of a love triangle in it. Yeah. There is a way that, that people want that love triangle to end, um, that the, the fandom is kind of begging the author for, but I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Um, I did read to all the boys I've loved before, loved that series. Uh, One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, These Hollow Vows by Lexi Ryan, which is a fantasy series. It's a duology that I read last year. Did you read the second one? That was one? Love Triangle. Yeah, I did. The, what, mm-hmm. Is that the end of that series? There's two books? Yeah, it's a duology. Mm-hmm. Is the Love Triangle resolved? It is. Yes, it did resolve, and it resolved how I wanted, so win for me. Um, and then lastly, the beginning of the Throne of Glass series does have a Love Triangle. It's I think it's resolved pretty quickly, but... Um, those are like the biggest examples that I can think of um, from books that have love triangles that I'm like, you know what? Like, I, I like it. What, what can I say? You know, hands up. Yeah. My my head is like, Kayla, this is terrible. This is messy. This is horrible. But my heart is like, no, this is this is fun. I like the pain. Did you read The Summer I Turned Pretty? I did not. But you gave me a play-by-play yeah. for all the books. Ginny, so I, I will know exactly say, what happens there. Ginny I like Han, the TV show, though. Ginny Han loves a love triangle. Um, and the summer I turned pretty... Yeah, like, she will always make you root for someone, and then they lose. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what like, I was going to say. Like, how do you cope? When the person that you're rooting for loses, because like, that's why I hate love triangles. I don't hate the tension. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the like, like the conflicts that it creates because I love jealousy in books. It, yeah. It's not that it's how do you cope when the person you're rooting for doesn't get the girl or guy? How do I cope? Well, uh, thankfully for me, I'm almost always on the winning team. <laughs> so I've never really had deal with except for when my poor little middle school self was team Jacob um and if I'm being like dead honest with myself if I again think back that was I started reading the Twilight series like a few months before the first movie came out and I loved Taylor Lautner and I truly think that that had to do entirely with the like the fact that I was team Jacob like I because I didn't I didn't I never thought that Robert Pattinson back then was cute I never thought that's that he was, crazy. yeah, I know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, you can say whatever you want. But I didn't think that he was cute back then, okay? And I thought Taylor Lautner was, like, way hotter. And so that's why I was Team Jacob. And you know what? Friends to lovers. That's a good trope. Thoughts on what him marrying somebody also named Taylor Lautner? Um, a little weird. 
yeah, it's kind of weird. But anyway, <laughs> so there's that. But um, yeah, I'm like trying to think if there's ever been like a book where it didn't end up how I wanted or I didn't end up liking it in the end other than Twilight. And I I really don't think so. I mean, unless like Legendborn is different because um, I actually, I like both of the options. I like both. So I don't really care too much about how that one ends because I like both. But um, yeah. You know, I can't like, I read about it, but in real life, I can't fathom being caught between like two siblings because that's how it is in The Summer I Turned Pretty. Like she's caught between two brothers and Katie Catugno has this book called 99 Days where she's also caught between two brothers, which I think is handled a lot better than The Summer I Turned Pretty. Um, but I'm like, in no way in real life am I going to fuck someone and then go fuck their brother. Like, how do you show up to family functions afterwards? That's what I think about with The Summer I Turned Pretty. I'm like, every holiday with Forever. the person you chose is going to be so awkward. Like, I can't. There's, there's, I'm not going to say it because it's a big spoiler. There's another book out there with that trope. And I wanted to die. But you know, I hated that. it's so crazy. You say you don't like, you say that you do like love triangles, but you hate cheating in books. I do. <laughs> That's true. Do you really hate cheating in I'm books? I'm not saying it makes sense. Uh, oh, well, here's, guys, here's my stance on cheating in books, okay? I've said this before. If there is cheating, if there must be cheating in a book, then I'm only okay with it when the person that is being cheated on is like a bad person. Mm-hmm. They're not good for the person that they're currently with. Okay. So like if, if a girl is with a guy, she has a boyfriend, but she's like flirting with this other dude. Right. And, but this boyfriend is like in any way abusive in any way, emotionally, physically, verbally, whatever. Right. If he, then he's trash and I don't care. She can cheat on him all she wants. You know what I mean? Um, so there's that. But if the person that they're with is just a, they're just a good person and and like maybe that they're not the right fit in the end that's fine but if they're just a good person don't cheat on them just break up with them you know what I mean like I just have an issue with that that's where cheating for me becomes the issue not gonna lie cheating in books doesn't really bother me all that much <laughs> especially if it's if it's like really angsty like I love Jill Santapolo and in all three of her books that I've read so far the cheating trope happens. Oh my god! Um, but it's She's like on my blacklist. <laughs> her writing is just so good. Like I am obsessed with like her work so much. Um, but yeah, the cheating trope happens in each one of those books, and I just eat it up. It's fiction. Like, do I want to be cheated on in real life? No. But that's what's so confusing to me. Like, I, it's fiction. Like. <laughs> Why aren't we just dumping the fictional boyfriend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, it's drama, you know? Like. Yeah. Uh, Pre- President Fitzgerald Grant III cheated on oh, his wife. Okay. <laughs> Not too much <laughs> on Tony. <laughs> and you ate it up because it was good. Like, I think. Um, yeah, but Melly sucked. I- did she suck or was she just, were we only seeing her in one point of view? Yeah. That was like pretty yeah. misogynistic of me to say. <laughs> I was like, she wanted her husband to not fuck Olivia Pope. What a, what a hag. 
Kayla's like, oh my god. <laughs> we gotta get um, you to watch Scandal one day, Kayla. What? Yeah, she's never uh, watched it. Kayla. Oh my god. I just watched over 120 episodes of Gossip I would have re- recover. <laughs> Brandy, in yeah. Jane and Edward, there's a line that I was like, oh, this line reminded me of something. And I was like texting it to Kayla. I was like, I don't remember. And she's like, oh, maybe it's something that like, I think you said like Daniel from Party of the World <laughs> I was said. wrong. Yeah. And I was like, no, oh my God. It's something that a character from Scandal says. Do you remember and what it was, the line is? Yeah, but I don't want to spoil it. Because I want okay. you to like, I want you to read this book. I think you'll actually really like it. Um, so then when you get to it, you'll be like, oh my God, so-and-so said this on Scandal. And it's really good. So Is it the, I was such a coward not to wait for you? Is that the line? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh-uh. Don't get your hopes up too high. But. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm like thinking of everything Tony's ever said. Um, I call him Tony because he yeah. and I are close like that. I just call him by the actor's yeah. name, you know. Um, but anyway, sorry. Back to love triangles, Kayla. No, that that that's my stance on love triangles. And I think if you're all to look deep down in yourself, you might agree just a little bit. If I'm going to be so honest with you, every time I'm reading a love triangle, not every time, most of the time reading a love triangle, I Google who wins. Interesting. <gasps> Brandy. I have to know. I need to manage my expectations. The like the love triangles that you're talking about in Magnolia Parks, the one that happens second, the, the big love triangle, I would say. Yeah. Like. That is more prominent in the last two books? Yeah, that one. Okay. Um, yeah. Pure pain. I did not enjoy it at all. Ate it up. Oh my god, it was so good. I know you guys did. It was so good. I know you guys did. And like and like that's the thing, it's like But you know you know how that one ends though. You know I know how that ends, ends, but I'm not having a good time. (laughs) Like it just anyways. I had a great time. I was like, let's let's just you know that audio that's like, where are you from? Matter of fact, where's everybody, where's everybody from? That's, <laughs> that's me with the love triangles, plural, in Magnolia Parks. Like they're all just such hot people doing yeah. hot things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The thing about the thing about Kendra and I is we really we like pain in books. We like the feeling of angst that a book gives us. And so I get, maybe that's also a piece of it. A piece of why I like love triangles is because they can be so angsty. And I love and I love that. I do love angst. But I like the kind of angst that, like, for lack of a better example, that, like, Lily and Lowe go through with, go through where they're, like, tackling it together versus, like, individual characters having individual pains. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a bad example. Because, I, I, like, I love an angsty book as well. Like, you have a boy in us, very, very angsty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. Maybe book. you don't yeah. like romantic angst. You like Oh, you know just, what? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly what it is. I like romantic angst. Like, I want the love to be painful. Um, and honestly, I think I could probably trace that back to Scandal. Like, that's a very romantically angsty show. Same with, like, Grey's Anatomy. Matter of fact, just yeah. all of Shonda Rhimes is just, like, romantic yeah. angst at its yeah, best. Yeah, like, my some of my favorite TV shows, one of my favorite TV shows of all time is Lost. And that had a massive love triangle that went on for six seasons. That's crazy. You know what? Loved it. Yeah. So that that is my unpopular, I think, bookish opinion. Yeah, I would say like as far as like there the is. book communities online, I would definitely say it's unpopular. Yeah. Well, I've come out. <laughs> come out as love you love Be who you are. <laughs> oh, <your God. laughs> 
I meant to keep going in that sentence, and then I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I can go next. Go for it. I'm ready. My unpopular bookish opinion is that I love an accidental pregnancy in a romance book. Same. <laughs> no, but I agree. Yeah. Someone just immediately turned off this podcast. <laughs> yeah. All those like videos that are going on lately of like people like slamming books closed. It's like yeah. six in the morning, slam. And I love accidental pregnancy, slam. I know who just turned off, turned it off. Who? SB.reads, aka Sam. Sam. Sam, we love you. We love you, Sam. Please keep listening. Okay. Thank you. Sam loves being Hero a parent. It's so funny. That's so funny. Um, okay, so this is coming from somebody who has no intention of ever having children. Like, I, I don't want kids. I do not see it happening in the future for me. I have a partner that I've been with for over six years. Like, it's not like the lack of um, opportunity. I don't see myself having kids. <laughs> I'm getting laid. You're like, um, I'm fucking all the time, guys. Like, I meant like, it's really, I, I feel like sometimes people, like some people's quick arguments for that, like old people are just like, well, you just haven't met the one. Like, that's why you don't think you want kids. Like once you meet your, the love of your life, you're going to want to have kids together. I've met the love of my life. I, I don't want kids. Like that is an opinion for me. However, period. period. But- I love single parent books. I love books where they're pregnant in the book. And I love accidental pregnancies. Like, I love it when it's just randomly thrown in a book. And I love it when the entire book is centered around it. Like, I, I don't know. I I, I, <laughs> I always say this because I, I get really defensive about it. I think it's slightly immature to think that that can never happen in these settings of romance books, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. it's fiction, obviously, obviously, but how are we going to read 400 pages of them just raw dogging all the time and not have something like that happen sometimes? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, and like half of yeah. us are, are here because of an accidental pregnancy anyways. It's like, <laughs> like, be honest, like how many of us were planned? I know for damn sure I was not planned. I came really? seven <laughs> years. Oh, yeah. I came seven years after my sister. I was super, I was super, a mistake. super planned. I was very planned. They were Aww. trying for like four years. Oh, congrats to your parents. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I don't know and I don't need to know. So you're like, I don't want to know. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> my mom and I drink too much white wine sometimes and overshare about this shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I just like really enjoy it. I enjoy it. I would even argue that I enjoy it most when it becomes a plot point, which I think is what some people hate. Because sometimes it's just like, yes. oh, they get pregnant at the end of the book, the yada yada, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I love watching how a couple navigates something as big as this. Um, I also really love to see all the different conversations that authors write surrounding accidental pregnancy. Obviously, because they're writing a book, whatever. But like, obviously, we know that authors' viewpoints and experiences will always bleed into their work. So when, when they get pregnant, what are the conversations that happen if it's an accident? Like, are they talking immediately about like, this kid is going to be born and like, now what do we do? Are we going to get married? Or is it a conversation about like, let's talk about our choices. Like, what do you want to do? It's your body. Like those kinds of things are always really interesting to read about. I just love when they like navigate through like this accident together. And sometimes it's a really happy accident. Other times it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So is that what you would say then to like somebody who says that authors, they don't like it when authors use that trope to kind of force the people together? They think that it's like an unnecessary way to force them together. It's like the only reason that they're together as a couple. I think it depends. I feel like that's a really valid criticism of it because I can think of a couple books Mm -hmm. in my head. Like the first one that popped into my head where it's like, and I enjoyed this book. I'm not saying that don't read this book. Taste by Melanie Harlow has an accidental pregnancy, which I don't think is a spoiler because I'm pretty sure all it's all listed in the description. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We can double check that. But like that one, he was like about to move to the other side of the country for a job and she like, whatever. I don't know. And it, it kind of like changed their circumstances entirely. I feel like that's a valid criticism, but I think it's also slightly realistic for somebody who, for a couple that A, wants to have the child and B, wants that both people to be a part of that child's life. Um, and obviously circumstances look different for everybody in these kinds of situations in real life. But I think it's realistic that people's lives and priorities would have to change if they're both interested in being part of the child's life. Maybe... Maybe some people will argue that they don't like reading about it in fiction because it's like something that they're scared of or something like that. And like, you know what? Fair. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But my unpopular book opinion is that I do. (laughs) I like it too. Do you have any like favorite books with that trope? And then do you have any ones that you actually think were not done well? Like you didn't like that book. At least favorite accidental pregnancy. Um, yes. So... The ones that immediately pop into my head, Fallen Jester by... Love that one. Yeah, Devney Perry. So good. Is the fifth book in the Clifton Forge series by Devney Perry. And that Mm -hmm. one, the entire plot circulates around an accidental pregnancy. You find out in chapter one that Mm -hmm. Cass is pregnant and it was an accident and it was with a playboy. Um, So, sorry. Mm -hmm. I know Kendra hasn't read this, so it's not a crazy spoiler. It's okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Cass is pregnant. She is, like, goody two-shoes, and Leo is, like, town bad boy, town player. And I think that's one that people would argue that's what forces them together, because it's not like they would have had a relationship had they not been put in this situation. Mm -hmm. But... I think it's just, like, a really good opportunity to take, like, two worlds and put them, like, force them to be in one. It's almost like forced proximity, but, like, you're yeah. forcing the proximity mm-hmm. with a child, right? Because that's what happens is Leo's like, I don't want any part of it. Like, he's like, I'm I'm not built to be a father. And Cass is like, cool, I'll go do it by myself. And then eventually it, that the whole book circulates around, like, is that going to be how it is? Is it not? What are they going to do? How are they going to co-parent? All that stuff. Um, and then the other one that pops into my head big oh I like can't even say the book and say like oh spoiler because then obviously they know the spoilers the accidental pregnancy um we'll put it in the oh book, I know right? what you're talking about yeah, yeah we'll put it I was gonna say Heartless by Elsie hmm. Silver oh I always forget that she gets pregnant in that book that is a- and that is the third act conflict yeah. is that she like panics that she's forcing him to like cause his first son the the kid in that single dad book Luke was an accident and Cade kind of like thought that he had to like fit this mold of like a perfect family when he got this girl pregnant so he married her and like stayed in a loveless marriage for years and Willa the main character in Heartless is like terrified that she's putting him in that same position again of like forcing him to be with her because of his sense of duty and I I thought I thought that was a great conflict like I don't know like Mm -hmm. yeah 
I really like it too. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, I love seeing them navigate it. And I also just like, there's a little bit of a breeder kink inside me because I just also just like love yeah. watching Seaman. a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, All right. I love like, like when uh, a male main character becomes like obsessed with taking care of his like pregnant partner mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like doting on them and taking care That's of them. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, or like anytime that in a romance book, when one of the love interests is like, you've never been more beautiful talking about the lo- other love interest who's pregnant. I'm like, mm, that's so hot. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, again, I don't want kids, but it's just so hot. Wow. But yeah. Have you ever seen yeah. the movie um, Knocked Up with Seth Rogen and Catherine Heigl? Catherine Heigl. I think you would no, really I know like it because it's, yeah, it's an accidental pregnancy movie. And it's one of, it's, I think it's so funny. And I would argue, too, like, the only reason why they're together is because she ends up pregnant. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It makes me smile every time I think of it. So it's a good one. I thought of another book I love, which is an example, another good example of the only reason they're together is because they're pregnant, but it was for the best. And that is Tragic, also by Devney Perry. Um, mm, yeah, oh, yeah. I read that one. <laughs> so to give a little bit of a rundown for Tragic, it, this is, like, another one where it's like okay maybe the only reason that they're actually together is because of the pregnancy but it's for the better is that Kane has like some like trauma in his past concerning like pregnancy and I won't go too much into that because I I love this book I think you should read it so when an accidental pregnancy occurs he's like very closed off from everybody in his life like he barely talks to his mom he doesn't talk to his neighbors he doesn't go out in town like he's just like very very closed off socially and has been for years and so he has this like no strings attached fling and by being forced to be in the same proximity as piper and yeah maybe the only reason that they're together um the only reason that kate has allowed himself to open up to piper is because of the pregnancy but like it it like it puts him on a healing journey um so like face his past trauma and like work through it and move through it so that he's not living this half life anymore. So yeah, that's a good one. I I like that book too. Yeah. So I understand if you don't like it, I respect your opinion kind of, um, but I love it. <laughs> kind I of. love it too. You're like, these people have most of the time. Kendra, do you love it or do you not care? Um, I like it a lot. Actually. I, I, it is weird, though, to see the trend on TikTok or just in bookish communities, period, where people are like, this will absolutely make me DNF a book right away if she wakes up, like, not feeling good. And I'm like, okay. Like, respect, but, like, that's I don't know. It's just so interesting to me. I think if I, like, were to sit down with a person who doesn't like it and, like, hear their reasons why, I'd probably have a better understanding. But a lot of times it's just like, I hate it. And then they, like, don't explain why. And they just keep going. So I'm like, odd. Yeah, I would love to hear people's thoughts because similar to what Kayla was saying, like, I feel like it's just like a trend. Like, it's a trend to hate love triangles. It's a trend to hate accidental pregnancy. But yeah, I think that's so true. I would love to, like, hear somebody's thoughts on, like, why do you hate accidental pregnancy? Are you mad at the characters for not using protection? Because you were just whooping and Oh yeah, the breeding them. kink. If you have a if you have a breeding kink and you hate accidental pregnancy, 
PEMDAS. Like, they cancel each other out. Like, it yeah. doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Because you're, like, actively... <laughs> yeah, you're, like, actively wanting the act to happen. And then you get mad when it happens. Yeah, yeah you, yeah. you can't be a reader and hate accidental pregnancy. That's all I'm saying. Kendra, what is your unpopular friendship? This was hard for me because I feel like my opinions like really align closely to y'all's like oh my god we have so much in common that's why we're friends um i know shocker um so i had to think and i was like you know what one thing i don't know if it's like an unpopular opinion or just something that i want to like stop is the direction that discreet covers are moving in if i see one more spicy romance book that is like a black background with these random ass flowers on it. I'm going to lose my mind. If your book has something to do with flowers, okay, or like her name is Poppy or like he calls her Sunflower and your book has a sunflower on it, I will excuse it. But if it's some random ass small town romance set in bumfuck nowhere, and I click on your cover, and it's a <laughs> black cover with purple flowers, I'm thinking of a very specific book. <laughs> I will go into that book with- Wait, what is it's it? It's some book by A.L. Jackson. I'm forgetting the name of it. I listened to it on audio because Jacob Morgan was a narrator, and I'm thinking it's going to be some hot, spicy romance. No. It was a small town copaganda type book. I was like, what is this? And that's another thing. If your book is black covers, dark covers should only belong, unless it's like a special edition cover, because my special edition cover of Throttled is black and it has like a race car on it. It looks really good. But if your cover is not a dark romance, there's no reason why the cover should be black. Because then I think it's very misleading. And I get this trend, again, of like, oh my gosh, like we need discrete covers, we need discrete covers, and we do. But like, I like discrete covers that match tone and theme. If I see one more book with a flower on it, I'm going to lose my mind. It's like a cop-out at this point. Like, just slap a flower on it, and your book has nothing to do with flowers whatsoever. That's so interesting, because like, why is flowers the go-to? Is it just because they're pretty? Uh, uh, okay, so... We know the pre-series by Sierra Simone is like what all of one of our favorite series as a group. They just got mm-hmm. new covers and they all have flowers on them. For two of those books, it mm-hmm. kind of makes sense because it like it's talked about heavily in the series. Like, well, mm-hmm. in Priest, her name is Poppy. There's a Poppy on the cover. Makes sense. In um, what's it going on? Saint. There's like lavender mm-hmm. on the cover. That's a very that has significance yeah. in the story. In Sinner, there is a flower on the cover. And I guess people could argue that it's like he's like deflowering her because a big plot point of that book is like her losing mm-hmm. her virginity. Is the flower on the Sinner discreet white? Let me look it up. Because um, now I'm like, okay, maybe maybe she kind of ate with the flowers. No. Okay, pink. then no. Null and void. Um, what does, a, what does flowers have to do with it? Granted, Sean does say like, oh, Zinni smells like roses. But... When I think of those books, I think of religion first and foremost. So I feel like those covers could have been discreetly done with some sort of religious, like, yeah, metaphor on them. And luckily, Miss Brandy Girl designed new covers for the entire series <laughs> that will be out. And that's what I want in a discreet cover. And I think it's become, like, a joke. Not a joke. Or, like, um, 
I feel like it's become a trend where people are like, look at this, uh, look at this like cute cover, discreet cover. You don't know that this girl's being getting her back blown out. Like, haha, like that's like <laughs> a gag now on online. And I'm like, no, but like, I still want to at least know something about the book yeah. from the cover. Like, I think the people that have like the best discreet covers, um, I love Devony Perry's covers, her discreet ones. I think mm-hmm, they're done so well. Um, well, I don't yeah, even know if you can call too. them discreet covers because for like the Edens, for example, like those are the only covers that exist, mm-hmm. right? Like she doesn't do two versions. They're yeah, so they're good. like amazing. Yeah. We met, um, Kendra and I met Debbie at Love in Vegas and we were like, these covers are so stunning. And she was like, I, I don't know what to tell my cover artist. Like, how how are they going to top that? Because she's like, I'm obsessed with these covers as well. She's like, I love them so much. Like, how are they going to They're really good. And then um, I also really love Lauren yeah. Asher's covers. I think she has like the best discreet covers. She, she does. Because she does two okay. covers. You have like the KU cover, which will have like the man on it. Um, and then the paperback covers will be discreet. And they always like reveal mm-hmm. something in the book of, and it's like something of significance, which I love. So like in, what is it? In the first book of Dreamland, it's like the castle because they like work at an amusement park. And then in terms and conditions, it's a greenhouse, Iris. It's greenhouse. very significant in that book. And then in Final Offer, it's the house that Cal and Alana are like spending the summer at in this small town so yeah well even even her her dirty air oh the dirty air they're so nice they're so i love those those covers um i guess they're not really spoilers so like what i'm not gonna like go through each one but yeah they have like each a little thing that if you haven't read the book you look at it and you wonder like what the deal is you like wouldn't understand it probably but like once you finish it you'll understand the significance of it and those ones are so beautiful. Yeah. They're beautiful. I also, mm-hmm. like, am kind of getting annoyed at cartoon covers because now they're, like, everywhere. Yeah. I they believe are. that you should only – your your book should only have a cartoon cover if your book is a romantic, keyword coming up, comedy. You need to be averaging mm-hmm. two jokes per page for this book <laughs> to be – Kendra will keep count. <laughs> no, I will for it to be considered a romantic comedy, like – um, the series that I'm reading right now, Queen's Cove by Stephanie Archer, the new covers that she had done are stunning and they are cartoon, but they look so good and they're like funny. Um, and I think it like lends to it. I will say though, um, whoever does the art for the Delilah Green Doesn't Care series, that artist in particular, Those ones uh, are her, amazing. her cartoon yeah. covers though, she's excluded from this conversation. Hers she's amazing every yeah. single time. But she, I feel like she takes such like care to like figure out what the characters like what the characters look like um what like the tone is like i follow her on instagram and she like was doing this she revealed some cover and i think it might have been i don't know but based off of the description that i read of the book i looked at that cover and i was like yeah that's exactly what i'm gonna get from that book you know what i agree with you like cart you know what cartoon covers i don't like it's the ones that don't have faces. Yeah. Like that kind of like, like silhouette that kind of cartoon. Type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is bad. Mm-hmm. Icky. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Can you think of any other examples where there is, it is a cartoon cover, but it's not necessarily a romantic comedy. Yes. That you excuse. The no show. Like, yes, that's what I was Yeah. The no show by Beth O'Leary. It's done cover. so well. It's, and it's one of those where like you finish the book and you go back and you look at the cover and you're like, Oh, this artist You're like, ate, oh. like the positioning of yeah, it's just so good. 
I like I'm just like looking at my shelf right now. I love the newest iteration of the Love Light Farms mm-hmm. um, cartoon covers too. But I think that one is a little bit different. Oh, it's a romantic comedy, like Kendra said. Like mm-hmm. I would consider those rom coms. They're very silly goofy. But also like I love that their faces are covered. Are covered it's like mm-hmm. yes. And it like gives you like basic idea of the mm-hmm. vibes. Like what are they mm-hmm. wearing, their height, like the that season. kind of stuff. Yes, but it still allows you to, like, imagine some of your own stuff, too. Yeah. Um, I – a cover that I really hate that I – a book that I would want to get, like, a new cover because the book is so good is uh, You Deserve Each Other. That oh. cover – I would see – I would go into Barnes & Noble. I would see that cover, and I was like, why would I ever want to read this? Like, it, like, they look bad. Like, they don't look good. If it wasn't for, like, my friends liking it, and then me seeing like really fun aesthetic videos for it that like made the characters look so hot, I wouldn't have never picked it up. Um, I I think that book deserves to have a new cover so bad. I think an author that has covers that I really enjoy and I wish more authors would adapt this style is what is her name? Uh, Carly Fortune, who wrote Every Summer After, and her new book Meet Me at the Lake is coming out. It almost looks like a painting, almost like. Or I don't know if it's like a photography and they like mess with it. Um, but I love that. Like it looks beautiful. I would like want to display that. It just looks really good. I feel like obviously everybody's like, can't you don't judge a book by its cover? But um but I do judge books by its cover. Everybody does. Yeah. Like to an extent. Um, but also Kendra, when you started, <laughs> when you were like I a book that I want a new cover for. I thought you were gonna say how to fake it in Hollywood. Oh no, a hundred percent. That book needs a new cover so bad. That cover is so <laughs> bad. I don't like it Wait. one bit. It's so bad. You got. If you don't follow Kayla, or uh, excuse me, if you don't follow Kendra on TikTok, you might have missed this ridiculous exchange that happened on TikTok. Kendra got on. She was like raving about this book, and she very explicitly said. Um, like in this video, she's like, do not let this cover fool you. Do not let this fool you. Like these are hot people. Like they're hot and they do hot things or whatever. And then in the comments, like she explicitly said, these people on the cover are ugly. And then in the comments, somebody goes, oh my God, that guy looks just like the fan guy from TikTok. And then the fan guy stitched Kendra and was like, is that me? He, 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 Kendra's calling him ugly. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. I was like shook. And I went to his account. Because Kayla was the one who pointed out, she's like, oh, he looks like this guy. And I was like, okay, whatever. Ceiling fan guy. Yeah. yeah. And then I, yeah. I went to his account and he has like a million plus followers. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like that's, I forgot all about that exchange. What a long I'm year just so it's glad. been. Yeah. I'm so glad that somebody else thought the same thing though, that I was not alone. No, you definitely Oh my God. Weren't. When you pointed it out, Kayla, I was like, that is a hundred percent. It's the nose and the sunglasses. Like Ethan on that cover looks just like yeah. him actually kind of scary other covers that i wish would be redone uh emily henry's covers i think happy place is her is my <gasps> happy place is my favorite cover and it's my least favorite book um happy place and then people would be my second favorite cover book lovers the cover is so misleading because it's like oh they're sitting on this suitcase they're going to be exchanging books all summer no and then don't even get me started on the uk editions of book lovers Name me one time in all of Book Lovers that they are sitting in fucking canoes. 
I don't love the illustration as much as I love the colors. No, the the, co- the colors like, the are colors great. Are They're so, so pretty, like vibrant. Um, but mm-hmm. like the depictions are always like off, and I'm like, what are we doing, babes? Like, what? yeah, when are just Gus and January laying on the beach together? Never. And I wish that like uh, they would move in the direction of what Carly Fortune's books are, which is like that painting type. Because I feel like it would speak to like the tone of Emily Henry's books a little better. Because that's already a big conversation around Emily Henry is like how her books are mismarketed a lot of the time. So people go in with just completely wrong expectations. And I think the covers of her books lead um, give into that a lot. So I can't even get mad at some people sometime if they like pick up a book and like, oh, this will be such a fun time. And then they're like, this was so depressing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry tragically i think unless they did a complete overhaul of emily henry's books like she's pretty locked oh in. yeah like that's that font, her style yeah that forever style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna have to deal with it um it's fine you know what i'm absolutely not gonna do is buy that hardcover copy of happy place I already it's like 30 dollars it. that's like not even because the book which like whatever we can talk about that more some other time but like there all the other ones are paperback yeah. what do they want from us i pre-ordered it because I wanted it signed, and then I read it. I still wanted a signed copy, because I still I still am an Emily Henry girly. I think people are like, oh, Kendra must... No, I'm still an Emily Henry girly. <laughs> it's just one bad book. Um, but yeah. But it's like a trend now in romance books, because all of Christina Lauren's books are coming out now in hardcover first. And then... Yeah. But they're <sighs> following the trend that YA has that YA has been doing for years because YA does the exact same thing. Hardcover release first for like a year, year and a half maybe, unless it's like a mega seller and then it'll go as long as possible and then they'll drop the paperback because they want to squeeze as much money out of people as possible, which is just really sad, Um, especially because I feel like romance kind of like prided itself on being paperbacks. Like I love that. It's like a fresh like romance paperback and now soon they'll be fucking hardcovers and then it'll just – I think it'll backfire on them because people won't want to spend that amount of money on a hardback. They'll just buy a Kindle and they'll just keep buying the eBooks. And then Jeff Bezos continues to win. So yeah. So publishing, you are the reason that the ozone is burning away. So I don't know if like yeah. d- my distaste of the trend of where discrete covers is going is like necessarily unpopular. Um, but yeah, I just I, I sometimes like uh, and it's not even one author in particular or one series that I'm thinking of. But I, like, this has happened multiple times where like the discrete covers will like go live and I see so many people that are like, oh, my God, stunning. And I'm like, this is are we are you looking? sure? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what cover redo is terrible? Are you, you want to say, say it? Salacious players. I am not. Fucking but you can say that. <laughs> I was going to say the Leica series. Oh, yeah. Oh, which is like another good example of like cartoon covers just not being accurate for the book whatsoever. They're the type of, they're the faceless kind, but they're just, no, they ju- have faces. So bad. Remember the lips? Yeah, they, they have, do. Yeah, they have faces. Okay, they don't have, do they have like, like eyes and a nose? Yeah, you like see, maybe they have just, you see, maybe it's just their mouth. You see, no, they do. Yeah. You're right, because I remember Jane, and I was like, "What's wrong with her? big scary <laughs> lips?" <laughs> Never mind. You're right. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Nope. Bad. Yeah. And you know what's such a bummer about those like us books is that I love the naked hardback 
that they're coming out in. Yeah. It has like cute little cartoon things, not cartoon people, like cartoon drawings of like significant places and things and objects from the books. It looks and like I, I love the funny that. you should ask cover on yes. the, on, yeah, <gasps> the, that's that what cover. it reminds me of. Love, 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 yeah. love, love that cover. You know who also I think I think that's a popular opinion. Someone who has like good covers or a cover that I think fits the book really well, um, and is cartoon and is actually a rom com is Tessa Bailey's It Happened One Summer, which we talked about a few episodes ago. Um, but I think that cover, like, it sticks with me. Like it fits the book, I think, really well. Same with like the second book in that series too. I think it fits like the tone and everything. And now I've noticed that like with each new release of hers, she keeps well, should have one cover hiccup. If people remember with that whole happenstance, yeah. No, no what's a happenstance? Oh no, no. my killer yeah. vacation. Yes, where like that yes. that was insane. Everything that happened with that, I still have not. I have not read Tessa Bailey since um, the Bellinger series, Bellinger sister series. But I see her covers come out all the time, um, and they follow that style still. Of uh, it happened one summer, so good for her. But wait, what? When you guys first saw the Magnolia Parks covers. What were your initial thoughts? Ad- admittedly, I love them. Like from no, oh really? Pre-reading them, you were like, "This is great." Yes, I don't know why. I saw them for the first time on TikTok. Somebody was talking about them, and I was like, "These are this is so interesting." Like I knew nothing about them, mm-hmm. obviously, but I was like, "I love how busy it is. I love like the color palette of the first book cover. Like I was so in." But every, I'm curious if I'm going to hear you guys say this. I've heard so many people say it looks like a children's That's book. Exactly That's what exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I said. I thought it was going to exactly be... Exactly what we said to each other. I thought it was going to be, like, a comedy. Because it was just so chaotic and, like, all over the place. And then you get in and your, like, heart is being ripped to shreds. And then you finish the book. And I was like, oh, this cover is brilliant. Like, it's so good. And now I'm obsessed with them. I think I like the Daisy Hates one cover the most. Me too. Yeah, that one, and then Magnolia Parks 1, Magnolia Parks 2, Daisy Hates 2, in that order. You know, what's crazy is I found our chat. Oh, really? From when we first started the books what last it August. It said, Brandy, you said, I am obsessed with the covers. And I said, I have to admit, I wasn't a huge fan at first because I thought they looked like children's books. But they've grown <gasps> on me a lot. That's what I said. Oh my and God, you said, I think they're chat. so unique. Wow. Oh, my God, that's so cute of us. She told that's the so truth. Adorable. We have proof she did tell the truth we have i'm not like other girls nope also (laughs) i just want to say that we have talked about behind the scenes of like wanting to do a very in-depth magnolia parks universe episode and i'm excited for when we do it um i'm so excited because we have different opinions on. oh yeah you guys you will see brandy and i reenact a fight that we have had since august (laughs) and it's so funny i posted a fucking instagram story the other day Saying that BJ was like my fifth favorite character. I, I'm sorry to take up time with this. The amount of people DMing me, I was like, you should see Kendra and I be yeah. this. Like, it ruined our friendship. I, I was like, okay, you say that now. So when the next book comes out, I need you to like be silent. Like you can't say anything. I'm already, no, I'm already saying that I'm going to be eating my words. Being out of his POV for this long, the resentment is building. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like once I'm back in his POV, I'll love him mm-hmm. again. My favorite dumbass. You know what it was though? It was when you posted the story, you put like everyone else like had like cute little like you just put their names and then you get to BJ and you put a sad face. So of course I'm gonna get I'm gonna get defensive, like not BJ getting a sad face out of everyone else here. 
Vic was in there too. And Vic was like, Christian at one. I was like, Vic, <laughs> stop. Me and Vic All with right. Christian. I'm going to have to be the mediator in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop us. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Kayla's save really it. We'll like, save it, save it for the, the, yeah. the new episode. <laughs> Which we're not doing that anytime soon, but we, we want to. We're not. Yeah. Prepare your arguments now. Yeah. I will be the mediator. I'll be like, all right, Brandy, opening statement, go. (laughs) And then Kendra, like, we're not talking. You have five minutes, go. Uh, I yield the floor. I'll make like a whole PowerPoint. uh, (laughs) I yield my time. Yeah, that's, that's, it'll be like, yeah, a congressional hearing where you only have a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. But I love those, I love the Magnolia covers. So, and what a great way of being discreet not that the magnolia parks books are smutty by any means but like i wish you, you wouldn't know that you're reading like a really heart wrenching yeah. but it book about like the relationship dynamics and stuff but like it that. still fits the book because everything on that cover ends up being an easter egg which i like so and then mm-hmm. i'm looking at my books right now on my shelf and the color palette like of all the spines lined up is just so good so like good. jessa hastings kind of ate not gonna lie like she did <laughs> she, she has taste so it's just it's so it's so possible to do discrete covers well. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Also, I feel like other genres, like, obviously tackle such heavy subject matter, like, insane. But they'll also have, like, really good covers, you know? So I'm like, why can't mm-hmm. more romance books just kind tomorrow, of... Tomorrow, tomorrow. The Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow cover is so, like, beautiful. Um, and yeah, I just, Fantasy books tend to have beautiful covers. Right? Well. So I feel like... I don't know, like romance cover artists, like pick some notes, like, oh, like let me expand on like a theme or I don't know. But, but you know what, (laughs) you know, what's funny is that I'll get attached to a cover that like I don't like, or I think could definitely use improvement. And then they'll like give me the improvement and then I'll be like, like, this is so fucking ugly. Like with the addicted series, like all the new redos that they're doing because they got picked (laughs) up. I'm like, these are awful. I still think the originals could use some work. Don't get me wrong, but like I will take yeah. the originals over what is being produced right now. Yeah. yeah. Also, take a shot every time I say awful. I realize it's my like it's my word of the year. I say awful so much. <laughs> I didn't. Oh notice. well, now I say yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well. But yeah. So see. <laughs> um. But <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Let us know your unpopular bookish opinions. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram. Make sure you follow us at, at bring your own pod. Uh, every week when we have new episodes, we'll try and like do little polls or open up our comments. Like we want to hear your thoughts about the topics that we covered in the episode. So tell us your unpopular bookish opinion, even if it's disagreeing with us, yeah. we want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell us why you think we're wrong, even though, your opinions. I love to fight. Right. So if you want to go back and forth, we can do it. <laughs> she's really good at it. <laughs> yeah, just just know you guys. She's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. This is fun. Good job, everybody. Bye guys. Killed it. Bye. Love you. Love you. <laughs>